Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. He's the Sultan of Scam. Why I don't understand any of your Chinese? Uh, me love you long time. Me so horny to me with you. They call him the pest. Stop repeating what I say. I mean it. He's after some fast cash. Where's my money? I'll have the money for you. What's the day after today? Tomorrow? Tomorrow! And the only way he's going to get it... Join me for a little gentlemanly hunt. Oh, goody, what are we gonna hunt? ...is to let them hunt him. If you survive for 24 hours, you get $50,000. $50,000? Now... <laughs> He's got to escape the German hitmen. Could I do that again? I was looking to the wrong thingy. Outsmart the Scottish mob. I didn't know there was a Scottish mob. Captain, I cannot do it. The Lydian crystals are breaking up. She's gonna blow. And blow away the competition. Star Pictures and the Bubble Factory present John Leguizamo as The Pest. All right, now I've got the upper hand, gentlemen. What's to keep me from shooting you right now? Ow! Welcome to They Called This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Called This a Movie and find us on Twitter and Instagram at TicTampod. That's T-C-D-A-M-Pod. We are also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation and you could find them at GVNation.com. Welcome back to They Called This a Movie. This is Anthony Delbecki and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, guys. Hello. Um, one little uh, tie to this movie, and since we were talking about off stream, um, is is there a moment uh, where you see a movie um, in an actor's like um, career at some point? There's a better word for that, but in his career, and you are totally off about how old they are. Like, are we just getting older, or you know, where we think you know time has been so long, but we think it's been short? If you know what I'm saying. Like you look at something and go, oh shit, that was like 35 years ago, you know, or something like that. Um, you know, in terms of an actor's age and or movie in general. Um, when you brought the point up about John Leclizamo's age, um, it just made me think like, oh yeah, it, a lot of that stuff from the 90s is now going on 30 years old. Yeah. yeah. I try not to think of my impending doom. <laughs> yeah. I think about it all the time, Dan. <laughs> Specifically, your impending doom. No. <laughs> now I have to look over my shoulder, I feel like. 
yeah uh this is a this is an interesting week let's just yeah. say that we'll say that uh yes. before we get into this week's uh yeah before we get into this week's movie what did you guys watch this week anything of any interest dan what about you uh continuing gerard Juary, i uh I, I went with tried and true Gerard Butler movie 300. Not flashy. Uh, I just needed a good, I get quote unquote good Gerard Butler movie. I think I think Zack Snyder would argue about flat, not flashy. No, eh, I, man. <laughs> can I can I come clean about something to you guys? You love Zack Snyder. Oh, don't you dare! <laughs> but I, listen, I'm gonna come clean. And you heard it on the podcast. So, you know, in history, this is going down forever. After I saw 300, I said, I said these words out loud. This is the future of filmmaking. I said that. And little did I know, you know, 10 years later, I would want that to just disappear off the earth entirely. So, yeah, listen, we, we learn as we grow. And that's, that's just yeah. the moral of that story, I guess. <laughs> this is your NFT was 300 when you thought that it was going to be the future. <laughs> I invested heavily in Zack Snyder. <laughs> but, and then uh, Man of Steel came out, and you're like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, hey, everybody yeah. gets a stinker. But it, that's when I realized that I was going to be uh, bankrupt. Oh, God, no, I'm losing all my money. <laughs> that's when you're like, man, I really don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, do I? <laughs> yeah, that's... And and now I, I do a podcast for, for movies. Uh, so there you have it, folks. Uh, but I, then I watched a, a good movie, you know, to balance it out. I, I watched Last Night in Soho with Jen. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed that movie. It was unique. Uh, I love the acting in it. I love the editing. The camera work was phenomenal. Um, I don't think it was nominated for any awards, though. Nope. But, yeah, that's a shame. Cause it could have been nominated a, for editing. It was so... The way that they would... They would go back between uh, uh, Ellie and Anya Taylor Joy's character. Was it um, uh, Sandy? Sandy, thank you. The way that they would go back and forth, which like when they were dancing with uh, what is it, Matt, the, Matt Doctor Smith. Who, Matt Smith. Thank you. Oh, the, the most generic name ever. Uh, <laughs> when they were, when they were dancing, and it would just cut between Sandy and Ellie. It it it's seamless. It looks phenomenal. It, have have you seen any behind the scenes stuff? I did not. No, it, it's all practical. By the That's way, incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Edgar Wright is awesome. I yeah. I think he's a phenomenal they, director. They do the the twirl when they're dancing, and mm-hmm. when they spin, she goes down, and Alan Taylor Joy comes up. Oh, and you know, it's like it's yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it makes it even stuff. better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. I thought um, the music. I enjoyed the music. I got confused at first because. I got my mind set on you came on, but it wasn't uh, uh, George Harrison. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was a. I didn't realize George Harrison covered that. That's funny. And then later on, always something there to remind me came on. And I was like, I know that's not a cover. I, I <laughs> that that came out in the fucking 80s. There's no way that they covered that. So I had to look it up, and it, they were just they they made it sound like 60s covers, which uh, was really cool. But yeah, overall. Fantastic movie. I liked it a lot. And then we also watched Antlers, the, the horror movie about the Wendigo, mm-hmm. with uh, Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons. Good movie. You know, decent horror movie. Definitely some some very shocking parts. Overall, it's probably like a six and a half. Not terrible, but not great. You know, I, 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 I don't know if you would really dig it 
to mm-hmm. be honest. It it has some good scenery in it because I think it takes place in it's like I think it's on the west coast somewhere. So there's there's mm-hmm. a, there's some nice mountain ranges. I think it's like Oregon or something like that. Sure. Um, it, it's nice, but yeah. Other than that, it was just decent, and uh, that's all for me. Yeah, that was the one movie that I started to see previews for it ahead of movies like end of 2019 yeah. into 2020. And it was like playing in front of every movie that you saw for like three months. And then COVID hit mm-hmm. and it got pushed back until middle of 2021, maybe late 2021. Yeah, I could, I completely so, forgot about it. Yeah. So it's a movie that feels like it was like two to five years in the making. I was like, man, it was like that happened with Morbius, too. But that's a movie that who gives a shit about Morbius? Oh, God, I cannot wait for that to just be released <laughs> so I don't have to see it anymore. But like that was I was starting to see previews for that ahead of, tri- of movies. And then same thing, COVID hit. And then like, I think that might have played ahead of probably Spider-Man. It did. Yeah. And then yeah. it was like, oh, man, I forgot all about this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I feel bad for Antlers because it's definitely it's it's I think if it had released right away, you know, it, it would have done decent numbers. Nothing great, but it just got shoved. It got shoved to the back because of covid. So yeah. it kind of went out with a whimper. Uh, it's not a strong. It's not a necessarily strong movie, but it has it has decent elements to it. The creature design is cool. Uh, there's some there's some very good gore in it if you're uh, gore uh, gorephile I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't know if, and if you're gonna see it at all, Mark. I, I saw that it won't. it wound up on HBO Max, so I'll probably see it. Okay, yeah, there's a pretty cool uh, death scene in it, so cool. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But it's it's creative. Yeah, solid movie. Not great. Six and a half, I would say, but it gets nice. the job done. All right. What about you, Mark? Guys. You're not going to believe this. I saw a movie this week. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Gonna yeah. Crack this champagne that I've had on the side. You will also occasion. not believe this. It wasn't my choice. So <laughs> to, to get into it. Um, Did someone uh, come into your room while you're watching YouTube? No, and you're like, no, hey, let's go see a movie. And you're like, mm, but YouTube. Not, not 100% false. <laughs> um but um, yeah, for um, those who don't know, um, you know, um, moving to an apartment soon. Uh, so I was cleaning out storage locker on Saturday, um, and my sister gracefully, yeah, graciously has um, put the stuff in storage locker into her house um, for the time being um, until we move. So I'm moving the stuff from her car into the thing, and then I walk into the house. My youngest niece, who has been mentioned on the podcast before, just looks at me and goes, "We're gonna go see Scream. You want to come?" Nice. And I was like, what time is it? Because it was like an eight o'clock movie. This was like noon. I'm like, I probably would have said no. Um, but it was like in the afternoon. So my 10 year old niece decided to go see Scream for reasons I don't know. Um, and so I watched the newest Scream movie um, in theaters, nonetheless. Um, oh, it's even better. It was, yeah, it was like me. It was us and like seven people um, in there. Uh, the movie's fine. Like it, it's scream like it, you know, it's not terrible. Um, there's some really good kills in it. Um, you know, uh, David Arquette's real good. Um, you know, playing that character, Courtney Cox looks like, uh, she started in face off two before the movie. Um, yeah, that not a good look for whatever, uh, um, was going on. Um, 
yeah, it was it was it, whatever makeup job they were doing was not good in that movie for her, um, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, the all, all the ways they um, went about that movie, um, you know, uh, it screams. So I'm not going to be worried about too much of spoilers, but they come up with the uh, they use the word requel in this movie um, as a type of movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so the Randy type character in this movie mentions requel. Um, so that fun. The fun part about it um, was um, not knowing who was going to be in it outside of, I knew the legacy cast was going to be in it. Um, and it was fun seeing Nev Campbell on screen for the first time in a while. Um, but Seeing that one of the uh, the main uh, actress in the movie um, was like one of the lead leads in that In the Heights movie, that Lin Manuel Miranda thing mm-hmm. um, that was on HBO Max, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, why is she in Scream? Like, it it just didn't fit. And um, yeah, that I think Dennis Quaid's son's in it. Good old Jack, Jack, Quaid. Jack Quaid. Quaid. Yeah, he's, he's um, becoming quite popular. He may be the best actor in this movie. Um, I could see that. Yeah, which you know, you know, I I'll defer to the legacy characters probably being the best actors in this, um, but they weren't given much. Um, I still don't know what Sydney Prescott her character supposed to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I have to go back and I would have to watch the other movies that she was in to see because her character in this kind of confused me from what I remember her being. Okay, um, but. Yeah, it, it's fine. If you like the Scream franchise, um, it'll probably, and the fun part is they mention this in the movie, um, it'll probably interest you more than the last one did, um, just because it's more like the original. Uh, you know, the, the the beats of the movie are basically the same. Um, but it was fun seeing some of them, um, you know, uh, you know, make fun of sequels. And it was, it was just like how they picked it apart in the first movie, um, like horror movies. They sort of do it again for doing sequels to horror movies. Uh, so I don't know. I, and you can probably wait for it to come to streaming if it hasn't already. But um, it, it'd be something to uh, maybe check out um, when it does just to see what you think. Gotcha. Uh, but I'm yeah. Not, yeah, I'm not the biggest Scream fan. I love the first one. The first one's excellent. The other ones couldn't care less. This one, that's why they say requel. You know, I hate it. stop saying it. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> I, I like in this podcast how Mark continuously finds ways to piss him off. <laughs> and it's by accident. It's, it's usually by accident. But then he finds it and he just keeps pressing that button. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm like a, a 10 year old or eight year old that found something like a, like the way to annoy a sibling. Because off the podcast, I'm the one who can off yeah. usually. <laughs> That's right. It's role reversal. But yeah, you. To be completely honest with um and no bit, but um you saying that makes me want to see either how much you hate or kind of think this movie's okay when you <laughs> see it because it's more tied to the first movie than any of the other sequels. Gotcha. So. That reminded me of a Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> We had a band. You either loved us or hated us, or you thought we were okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I actually watched the movie this week. Um, I don't know, uh, outside of if there'll be a chance for me, I might go see Uncharted. Um, I do, my trainer at the gym is on Saturday, so, and the theater's right there, so I have no excuse, really, if I actually want to see it, mm. to, to walk oh. across the street and see it. 
Somebody's got to see it. <laughs> they put a lot of money into that movie, Mark. I think you're obligated. I have I, to see if because it would be relevant for two podcasts that I do. Are you going to go with your personal trainer? I mean, yeah, why not? I, but, um, Mark Wahlberg's in it. He's usually pretty jacked, right? So you guys yeah. can talk about like he can mention like, oh, you know, like Mark Wahlberg, he gets up at four o'clock in the morning to do yeah. these exercises. Yeah, the, you, you can bond. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing, but I got like the medium jack trainer in the gym. That's like, pretty, not the, yeah, that's a good mix right yeah. there. You know, not not the guy that's lazy and not the guy that's fully like looks like he should be in like the Arnold fitness contest. Yeah, because he's not uh, going to scream at you at the gym, yeah. you know, he might push right, you to yeah. do one or two extra reps, but he, yeah. he's not going to like be in your face screaming. So I think you lucked out. Yeah, I think I, I think I picked a good one, too. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so I'll probably be talking about that next week. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, I didn't anticipate seeing a movie this week. Um, and I can never say no to my nieces. So you can thank her for me having a thing to talk about in this segment. She comes through right. again. Yep. Yeah. Mark uh, forced to see movies by his niece. That's <laughs> how we get be- that's how that's how we get Mark to see a movie. That's how we get it. It's, it's going <laughs> to happen more often now that I live five minutes from her. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I mean, She's rescuing that podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> single handedly. I did pay her five dollars to bring her to bring you to a movie. Money All you have spent. to say is that you would bring her on a stream, and she would do it. You wouldn't have to pay any money. I don't stream. <laughs> uh, I don't spend my money on uh, computers that can handle that. I just spend it on other bullshit. So <laughs> oh, we know we we've already set up the uh, the intervention. <laughs> Everybody's got their bullshit, right? Oh, Mine's vinyl. My wife is chickens. <laughs> That's true. Everyone has to have a hobby. Yep. Uh, as for me this week, the only thing I watched was a new Netflix series called Inventing Anna. I, I saw uh, a couple of those episodes. It's the unique story of the New Yorker article that came out like five years ago about this quote unquote German heiress that kind oh, of. Uh, okay. Uh, got herself in with uh, the New York social elite, and it wound up that she had nothing to her name. Couldn't uh, couldn't rub two pennies together. Uh, it's interesting. It stars uh, Julia Garner. I want to say her name is from uh, Ozark. She's really she's good. She's got a bad accent uh, in it though. Real quick, she is the female Tommy Wiseau. I was gonna say she's got a Tommy Wiseau accent. Oh, in this. Not- <laughs> and it took me a couple episodes to figure it out because it's like she's supposed to be she's supposed to be Russian that emigrated to Germany. Um, so I think it's like both accents are supposed like I don't I've never heard the real woman speak, but um, that's what it's I think it's supposed to be. But I was like, it took me like two or three episodes. It's like, that's that's who she sounds like. She sounds like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, it's I, it was unbearable. That's all I could hear. I just kept saying, "Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Anna." Uh, have you seen this at all? I I watched two episodes with Jen. Yeah, they're long episodes. They're like yeah. over an hour. Yeah, it, but it's it's interesting. It was a it was a it wasn't interesting, but it, it was very long. I I got kind of bored after a while. Yeah. Um. It's very similar to that the Tinder swindler, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of the shit that goes on. Um, that I watched last week. The female Tinder swindler. Yeah, exactly. I watched that. It's an interesting story. It's fucking wild. Oh yeah, you did watch that, right? Yeah. How how was? What did you think of that? Oh man, at first 
I, all I kept thinking was like, these women are idiots. How do you fall for this? And then as it went on, I said, oh, I get it. Yeah, now I these poor women. I I couldn't believe that how it ended. I remember you saying that he didn't get what he deserved, mm-hmm. but he 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 got a, essentially a slap on the wrist. Yep, I was furious. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. believe it. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's sad. It's really and it's those really, poor women. Really, yeah, yeah. I don't know how one of them just doesn't. You know, you're half a million dollars in debt. Just kill him. Just kill him. <laughs> Your life's done. You're never gonna yeah. get out of that debt. Nope. Yeah, just, just I would find him and murder him because oh, I'll just go to jail. I don't. I won't have to pay this debt. <laughs> yeah, you, you get three squares. Yeah, three squares. Four. <laughs> three hots in a cot, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, get some get some exercise. People will probably oh, yeah. love you there. But yeah, I, I killed the Tinder swindler. Yeah, three hots in a cot. All the reading and exercise time you can you can handle. Yeah. Perfect. And then and the the Prince drag shows. Come on, <laughs> right. who doesn't go for that? It's <laughs> what we know of women's prisons yep. that you guys will never know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the lost TC Tam episode. Yep. <laughs> One day we'll revisit it. Yeah. Maybe. Well, that that'll be in our uh, our anthology series. So that'll yep. be the the extra uh, the extras that you have to pay a little more for. Yeah. If we ever do a Patreon, that'll be our first episode. How about that? Everybody? I think that's a good idea. You guys could just give us money too, and then we'll be like, "Hey, maybe this Patreon thing is a is a real thing we could do." If you want to give us money, just in general, <laughs> I do have Venmo. I do accept open offers. And um, uh, yeah, just just give us money. Can can we yes. do hashtag give us money at TC Tam? <laughs> hashtag money, please. <laughs> money, please. Uh, yeah, go. So here's our call to arms on Twitter. Tag at, at hey at TC Tam Pod. Give us money. <laughs> Hashtag money, right. please. I'm pretty sure that's all I watched this week because it's long, and I don't really feel like I watched anything before that. I don't know what I was doing there early part of the week. Probably editing this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. We're gonna take a quick break, and you guys are gonna listen to some ads, and we will be back in a second. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into this week's movie, and this week was a listener pick. So someone reached out to us on our Gmail which is still the main Damien at gmail.com. So if you have any suggestions, feel free to hit us up there because it's still live. Um, but Leroy Smith uh, reached out to us and he gave us three movies that he thought would be perfect for this show. Uh, and we looked at those and we picked one and we probably picked the wrong one because <laughs> I can't imagine the other two are any worse. So Leroy Smith, thank you. And also we hate you, but not really. Um, <laughs> The movie we picked out of the three that he sent us was The Pest from 1997. Uh, gentlemen, where are you coming from with The Pest? Damn. Yeah, I, you took the words right out of my my mouth. And like, why why do you hate us so much, Leroy? What <laughs> what did we do? Did Mark do something to you that we don't know about? Man, this movie this this is the type of movie that makes you question the existence of of God of a higher being like how could some <laughs> how could a good and loving god let this movie happen and let people watch it and then there's three suckers us who who rented this fucking movie <laughs> yeah. there is zero chance that anyone in the past decade has rented the pest from amazon so, so <laughs> someone's i don't know who distributed this fucking shit uh, TriStar. TriStar. <laughs> so someone from TriStar just got a notification a couple hours ago. Like, oh my! Oh my God! 
Someone rented the pest. <laughs> and then yeah. someone else rented the pest. <laughs> it's a miracle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John Lucasamo gets a thing. He got an a, a auto deposit into his bank account for somebody renting the pest. For like a, a grand cents. total of, yeah, <laughs> like 25 cents. You're gonna, it's party time, baby. Uh, yeah. Wow. This movie. I don't know. It's, uh, I, I don't even know what circumstance you would watch the movie other than to just bash it. Right? Because you couldn't even say this is a movie. Oh, you just put on and have a goof with friends. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have friends after watching this movie. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I was, uh, I, I guess to, I, to say I didn't like it is an understatement. All right. What about you, Mark? Yeah. So um, if it tells you anything that I thought about this movie while it was on and playing, I uh, packed uh, five boxes for my move um, <laughs> while it was on. Um, so yeah, it was. I have um, seen the opening to the pest um, because it's more of a bit in like the video game community um, because of how terrible it is. Uh, so I've seen that opening a whole bunch and I've seen one scene in it randomly. Um, I don't know the context of how I saw it, but I saw the the car scene um, where they play the music and knock out the, the white guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I seen that in some context that I don't remember. But yeah, this... Nothing could prepare you for this movie. Um, it's like it's not even like you can excuse it as oh that was like the nineties um, because a lot of the stuff they did in it would have been like people would have like had second thoughts about and even like the eighties um, you know um, but yeah it's everybody there's only there's only two ways this this movie could have been made and um, I think we figured out what might have happened. Um, Somebody close to John Leguizamo um, heard him tell uh, like a joke or something like around and was like, I could turn that into a movie. And he was like, you know, the joke being like, what if a white guy was like hunting minorities? And then someone was like, I could write a comedy on that. Um, And then you get this movie. Uh, But yeah, I think just about everybody that had any kind of career in this movie, either took the paycheck to get paid or thought it was like, oh, it's a John Leguizamo movie. This will help my career. I'm looking at you, Ari Spears. Um, uh, But yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Um, And every time you think it can't get worse, it gets worse, which is maybe a testament or something to this movie is that it's, it, it, it finds a way in an hour and 24 minutes to just continually lower the bar in this movie. And that's, that's, that's kind of tough to do. Um, yeah, I had no fun watching this movie. Um, I usually, I try to find the positive bright side as everybody knows, listening to this podcast, but I couldn't even find one joke that was funny. Um, I think the only thing that made me chuckle was the, um, when he's playing basketball in the beginning with the, the kids and they, they go, so it's you and this fat loser. And he asked the kid, he's like, why did I call you a fat loser? And he's like, well, because I'm fat and I never win. And just the way the kid delivered the line made me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else is ridiculous um, in it um, and terrible. And even there's like references to things that I don't know if they would have been old back then. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of one. There was one during the walkie talkie scene on the ship um, where he makes like some kind of, of reference to something. Um, and then, oh, and there's a, oh, there's the whole, um, Gilgan's Island thing. That was another thing. Oh, they're, they're mm-hmm. talking um, about who they up. would hook up with, uh, Ginger or 
was it a Ginger. Yeah. 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 And there's there's another joke somewhere else. But yeah. Yeah, that was it. There was nothing redeeming about this movie, and this comes from the positive light of the podcast. I I I think it's very brave of you to admit that you actually chuckled at this remark. Yeah. Well, it was just the way that kid delivered the line. And kid actors, the deadpanning lines that are supposed to be jokes makes me laugh a little bit because you know that was like take six, and they're like, Well, that's the best they can get. So <laughs> I, I I don't even think I cracked a smile. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's just a thing where I just I start thinking of other things that happen. Like oh, the director just going oh, we paid this kid scale. What do we expect? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll take it. Right. As for me, I have an admission. I have seen this several times. Oh no, <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But I had seen this movie enough to remember what the next line was going to be that's how many times i have seen this movie i don't know why because this movie is a travesty (laughs) but i've watched it enough to be to be like oh i know what he's about to say um yeah real quick how much accuracy uh like 70 percent. it's pretty good yeah high um like i like for example i (laughs) i remember as clear as day when he's rubbing his ass on the carpet that his uh, future father-in-law says that boy's got syphilis. <laughs> the guy from knew Terminator, it. I knew right? it. So, yep. Oh, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I knew the kid was going to go back into the house to watch Hogan's Heroes. Um, oh, that was another one. You laughed at Hogan's Heroes? <laughs> no, 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 no. The fact that <laughs> the clip from Hogan's Heroes got you right. <laughs> oh, it gets you me up. every time. Colonel Clink. Yeah. yeah. No bit. I actually do. I used to watch Hogan's Heroes a lot with my grandpa. So I, I. Probably did laugh at some of those scenes at some point. Um, but no, no, I meant the fact that they referenced Hogan's Heroes um, mm-hmm. in this, which I don't know if it had some kind of renaissance or something in the late 90s that people would get that joke. Um, mm-hmm. It was just, let's think of all the all the Nazi jokes we could think of as yeah. as much as possible. Yeah, and what, what was uh, free use or public domain at that point? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie sucked. <laughs> I is this him trying to be like Jim Carrey? Is this his is this his Ace Ventura? Or like Mask, maybe? Yeah. Because he's constantly changing characters. Yeah. He's got so many characters, like the Chinese stereotype, the Japanese stereotype. <laughs> uh black. That was that yeah, that that's that's there too. Yeah. And mm. one of them each one more racist than the next. Yeah. Yeah. What else does he do? He even does like a German at the end. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's got so many characters. Which he's, looks French? He's a chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. He yes. he's he's the second rate Jim Varney. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> and even Jim Varney's characters were terrible. So Yeah. That's yeah. like a second rate unto itself. Yeah. Um Mark mentioned at the top of this. It's weird that he's where he is in the in his career for this movie because he's not at the beginning of his career he's he's really in the middle somewhere because he's 33 years old in this movie and it feels like this movie is for like a 24 year old or something like a 22 year old yeah like ari spears and jay hernandez right so it's weird to see him act act a fool as i would say in his 30s like this and maybe it's just that i'm north of 33 that i feel like Mm, this is a little too juvenile for a person to uh, maintain their self-respect and, and do. But yeah, 
I hate it. I hated it so much. <laughs> Hashtag hated. So for for a movie that, like I've said, I've seen several times for some reason. I was 13 when this movie came out. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So I guess I was the demographic. Oh, and you were you were old enough to reason. Yeah, I wasn't like nine. Ninety seven. I was I was twelve. I was twelve. OK, but a little more leeway. Then. Yeah, but not it's not an excuse. I should have known better. And this was pre can hardly wait for Jay Hernandez. Yep. I'm sorry, Freddie Rodriguez. Yeah. They all look alike. Yeah, this is this is uh I mean, from the the opening credits, you kind of they give you a good good taste of what you're in for. They don't yeah. they don't hold back. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what they were going for with this. It's it's a it's appropriately titled. I'll say that. Yeah, they they because he's a pest. Made the the right choice there. He's a pest in my life when I was watching this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I kind of thought. Okay, so they're they're making they're they're putting a spin on the most dangerous game right oh he, yep. he's gonna hunt people and i wish it had just stayed that way instead of bringing it back to wherever mm-hmm. they are in the country do they say probably LA miami or miami oh that makes sense miami. Guess, yeah um yeah i wish they had just kept it on the island i i was hoping that uh that jeffrey jones would have just shot john leguizamo right then and there on the island and then and then the credits <laughs> would have rolled but alas, yeah. we didn't get that. No, we did not. Yeah. I really don't know what else to say about it, except The Pest from 1997. It's directed by Paul Miller, who did a lot of sketch comedy and stand-up specials, including In Living Color, House of Buggins, Saturday Night Live, Viva Variety, and Mad TV, as well as a bunch of, like, uh, Kathy Griffin stand-up specials. I think he did some John Leguizamo specials, obviously, and a whole bunch of other stuff but mostly sketch comedy and stand-up specials. Stars, John Leguizamo, Jeffrey Jones, Freddie Rodriguez, Pat Skipper, Eduardo Ballerini, Joe Morton, Tammy Townsend, Ari Spears, Charles Hallahan, Tom McClyster. So our second John Leguizamo and second Jeffrey Jones movie. Would you, uh, if I would have told you that we would have watched John Leguizamo and neither of them were the Super Mario Brothers movie, would you have yeah. believed me? <laughs> uh, I, I probably wouldn't have, but here yeah. we are. Yeah, because the who world knew the happening was going to happen. Yeah. Yep. We, we had mentioned it in uh, prior to recording. He, Leguizamo really doesn't have a leg to stand on after this movie. I, I feel like he probably, I'm surprised he got work. Right? Yeah. He, he was in three pretty big stinkers. We had mentioned Super Mario Bros, Spawn, and The Pest. Pretty bad. Yeah. Those are cool uh... kids, you would think. You think. IMDb score 5.0, Rotten Tomato score 8%. 
There are 8% of people that liked this. Budget, $8 million. Box office, 3.6. Yeah, what did he go on to do? It was Spawn after this. Yeah, Spawn was after. Pretty bad. Uh, Summer of Sam, two years later. That movie's garbage. Yeah, he's in Moulin Rouge. I don't know for how long. Is he doing Mm -hmm. a characterization of somebody? He does not have a lot of good stuff after that. It's yeah. a long time before Assault on Precinct 13. <gasps> you know what? You know what resurrects his career? Ice Fucking Age. Ice Age. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> and then he was in John Wick, I think. And he just he has like and a smaller he, part. And he goes and does half a season of ER after Ice Age. He's a gamer. Yeah. Oh, that's a uh, that's a Gerard Butler movie. <laughs> Gerarduary, man. No, he's not, he's mm. by proxy my favorite now. <laughs> Yeah, John Wick. Yeah, he's he does keep himself busy somehow. He's become a character actor. He was in The Happening, which we covered, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He's done recently. He's in Kick Ass Two. He's in. He does a lot of voice voiceover work. He's in Encanto as Bruno, which we do we, not we talk, don't about talk about Bruno. About that though, so mm-hmm. one episode of The Mandalorian. He's in Waco. Waco was an okay show. Oh, he plays Ozzy Del Vecchio in a show called Bloodline. Oh. I love him. Yeah, I he's say. my favorite now. <laughs> oh, he's growing on us. Oh, Bloodline, Netflix, the Netflix show Bloodline. Yeah, with the, the Kyle Chandler, knows. the one with Kyle Chandler. Everyone was like, "Oh, this show's great for like a season." And I think they killed Ben Mendelsohn's character, and they're like, "Oh, they just killed their the best character on the show." No need to watch this anymore. <laughs> hey, no. Yep, it's like when they killed Shane in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> I think this is all we're going to talk about for the past, because uh, we're probably going to try and finish this as quickly as possible. So, uh, Dan, what do you got for us this week? I'm uh, going to give a shout out to our friends at Geek Vibes Nation, GVNation.com. Tia and Brittany, they have a podcast. I believe they resurrected uh, the top 10 with Tia. So uh, just a podcast for Tia and Brittany. Shoot the shit. Talk about top 10 list. If that's your thing. Go over to gvnation.com, check them out, search Top 10 with Tia. Uh, she's also the head writer of Geek Vibes Nation. She writes a lot of their uh, uh, movie reviews and stuff like that. So go check her out along with the other great content creators that they have there. Okay, great. And we're going to take a quick break, and you guys are going to listen to some messages from Friends of the Podcast. And we will be right back. Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. It's me, George, from the best little horror house in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest at least. We've talked about groundbreaking classics like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Alien, but we've also got a lot of great ones coming up, including some very fun guests like Len Kabazinski of Swamp Zombies and Red Letter Media fame, Caroline Williams, the star of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Chase Williamson from John Dies at the End. So make sure you're subscribe to the best little horror house in philly and i'll see you boils and ghouls over there and welcome back now it's time to get into the plot for the pest we open on shots of miami and then move into a hispanic family's house as john leguizamo wraps in his shower 
as he dresses up as a series of characters with varying degrees of racism. Yeah, if you want to be on the inside of an internet joke, just watch this section on YouTube and not any other part of this movie. Yeah, do not. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you don't have to be a part of a joke. Yeah, I'm just saying if you want to be. Well, I'm just I'm telling them, you know what? Your lives will be exactly the same, if not better. You're just refrain from being a part of this joke. <laughs> Even with subtitles, I could barely catch anything that he's saying. But we find out his name is Pest Vargas. He goes to have breakfast with his family, and we get the dynamic right here. Pest is a common hustler, as per his older brother, who looks to have his shit together more than Pest. His mom babies him, and his dad thinks he's a slacker. And none of this has any bearing on the movie at all. It comes back once. His mom and him dance to show there's nothing com- there's nothing common about how he dances, and then he drops his mom on the dip and then leaves. Then after helping a kid beat his bullies at basketball, he runs into his buddies Chubby and Ninja, played by Ari Spears and Fred Ro- Freddie Rodriguez, respectively. They tell him that the Scottish mob is looking for him, but he says he's going to get the money he owes the mob after the next and last hustle. So they go to a Hispanic street festival and they run into Pest's girlfriend, Xantha, and her friend, Malaria. And she's mad at him because he blew off a dinner with her parents. And then he tells her friend, Malaria, that she has a big butt. <laughs> that's a, a sign of the times because so now that's like, that's a good thing, right? right. Like, oh, you got a big butt. And she'll probably say, like, get away from me, you creep, or thank yeah. you. I don't, I don't know. But it's it. then now it's essentially I'm saying now it's a good thing. Right. Having a big butt is in now. Yes. Yes. So then is pest- she, I'm sorry, is she thick with two C's? Yeah, I guess. Right, he doesn't mention the thickness. He doesn't mention it, no. I feel like, I feel like thick didn't get its second C until post-2003, right? Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, I, there's a I post know... All... There's a post-9-11 <laughs> thing to it. America changed in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a Bush administration creation. All I know is I'm, I'm so far behind. This is the thick is probably in the past five years for me. That's when <laughs> I first found out about it. But I am very slow on the uptake. So yeah. don't listen. <laughs> Uh, then his friend, then Pest and his friend set up the con, which is a three-card Monty game, but the rub here is that he's blind. So, meanwhile, German-accented Jeffrey Jones and his right-hand man are scouring the crowd looking for the perfect specimen. Jones, playing a guy named Gustav, sees a tall, athletic dude at the three-card Monty game through a pair of binoculars and picks him. But when he passes the binoculars to his man, Leo, Leo sees Pest and thinks Gustav is talking about him. As the game continues, Scotch Mob shows up to break up the game, and Pest gets away by pantsing the goons, one of which is wearing lace underwear. Pest runs off and winds up at a Chinese restaurant that he does deliveries for under the guise that he's actually Chinese, which no one seems to realize he is not. At some point, he has tricked his boss into thinking that they cooked his pet duck, and then he gets time to call the Scottish mobsters to tell them he needs more time to get them their 50k. And they threaten him and his family, and then the boss tells him to go on a delivery. So he hops on a go-kart and goes on the delivery, it's, and it's Gustav's house because Leo was the, the one that made the Chinese order. Gustav is surprised because it isn't the person he wanted, but Leo says he is he that Pest is a good specimen because he is agile and he's a con artist, more or less saying that no one's going to miss him. They talk with Pest and say that Gustav offers a scholarship for $50,000 to go to college, which just so happens to be the amount that Pest owes the Scottish mob. They then do a series of tests that doesn't seem that Pest does and accomplishes it particularly well but at the, this point he's so annoying that they're happy to kill him i suppose and then the next morning they take a helicopter ride to gustav's compound 
Pesto finds himself in the library once they get there where the jokes after joke of Gustav being a Nazi. It's then, good old Nazi. Yep. Love him. Get old. And then Pest meets Himmel, Gustav's potential rapist son, who tells Pest that there is no scholarship. His father plans to hunt Pest for sport. Himmel then tries to sexually assault Pest, who accidentally falls through a secret door and winds up down a slide and, and into the main room where Gustav and Leo are. Gustav confirms that he plans to hunt Pest, but the offer is he has to survive 24 hours, and if he does, he will get $50,000. Pest agrees, and they start the hunt by dressing Pest up in a German's approximation of native dress. They give him a derringer, a Swiss Army knife, and a string of rope, and then they toast. Then Gustav starts shooting at Pest, and the hunt is on. Pest goes into the woods and then gets attacked by a snake immediately. Meanwhile, Gustav and Himmel are on the trail, but wind up getting tripped up and trapped set by Pest somehow. Then Pest has to take a shit for some reason. <laughs> Gustav and Himmel see him in the middle of dropping a deuce. Oh, it's so childish. Yeah. It's so child. It's not like I don't even think it's too childish for children. I think. Yeah. I don't know who finds that funny. Twelve-year-old me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Do you th- now? Can you? I don't know how clearly you can remember this. in the theater. I'm oh, I didn't see this were... in theater. I oh, saw this on. I rented this. Okay. I did not see this in theater. Were you were you raffling watching this? Do you remember? I, I must have. I've I've seen this several times. Several, <laughs> like on purpose. On purpose. Okay. I don't know so if yeah. it's like something that I don't know if it's like HBO must have played it like several. Th- you know, a lot during like the the summer or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just caught it a bunch of times, but definitely more than two, less <laughs> less than. Six, I'll say I've seen the pest as a child. Man. Yeah, I I don't know. I had some pretty bad taste when I was a kid. I, I don't think this would have been up my alley. But I don't know why. You know what? There was a movie that was recommended to me after watching this, and maybe it was recommended to you guys. Do you remember Rocket Man? Yeah, with Harlan yeah. Williams? Yes. I yeah. saw that in the theaters, and I, <laughs> I remember l- laughing at that. And that's along the same lines. Of, Disney's you know, Rocket Man? Disney's Rocket Man. Right. I saw that I, in theaters I, for someone's birthday. I think. I don't think jumped. any. Yeah, I don't no. think anything is on the along the lines of this movie, Dan. Mm, you're yes, I agree. <laughs> it's in its own stratosphere. But I, I'm I, what I'm saying is that movie had somewhat similar humor, just really childish farting noises, growing up. Uh, I don't believe there was casual racism in uh, Rocket Man. I could no. be wrong, though, because it was so easy to forget back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just something similar. So I do remember laughing at that. So maybe if I had seen this, I, I 12-year-old me might have as well. So I don't want to judge too harshly here. <laughs> uh, some other movies when in the more like this tab for uh, on IMDb. High School High, Mafia! Exclamation point. Oh, that's a bad one. Uh, in the Army Now. Is that what DJ Qualls? No, in the army now is Pauly Shore. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And Encino Man. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser wow. and another Pauly Shore are, movie. Are they oh. trying to equate John Lucasamo to Pauly Shore? Is that what this? I guess so. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Encino Man deserves to be in the same league as The Pest. I mean, that has like an <laughs> actual storyline to it. Yeah. This is just and Spawn. Yeah. Spawn is like also mentioned. Like Lizamo. That was. Uh, I remember seeing Spawn for the first time, and I, again, I was young, and I had no idea who John. I didn't. I had no clue that John Leguizamo was uh, the clown. So my cousin had to point that out. I was just like, 
Yeah, that makes sense, I guess, because it's the same kind of humor. A lot of farting, and <laughs> that's just all he knew up until a certain point, I guess, John Leguizamo. Just yeah. farting and making weird faces. Basically. Yep. D.B. Sweeney is in Spawn. Remember D.B. Sweeney? <laughs> I don't. Who? Who is that? He's in The Cutting Edge. If he doesn't know who D.B. Sweeney is, he's not going to get Topic. I just like naming random uh, (laughs) random movies. That definitely wouldn't help me. Topic is a famous line from uh, Cutting Edge. Not not a separate movie. (laughs) I know Michael Jai White is Spawn. That's that's as much as I know. That's not DB Sweeney. Sounds like an old school director. It's a show called Strange Luck from the nineties. It was like I think it might have been created by the same guy that created um, X Files. It was like he has like lots of coincidences that happen with him and he tries to solve crimes through them or something like that. I don't oh, remember. It was an interesting show. Okay. I I do vaguely remember remember this guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. He, it's very easy to forget him. Fire in the Sky, the uh the alien movie. Never saw the it. Alien abduction. Oh, that one that one's pretty crazy from what I remember. But yeah, this is not the DB Sweeney podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or should it, it, might, be. <laughs> it might be though this might be the most anyone's ever talked about db sweeney on a podcast <laughs> the hours and hours of podcasts that exist probably the most anyone's ever talked about him you think he's ever been on a podcast he probably has been he might maybe he has a podcast let's see does db, i'm gonna google does db sweeney have a podcast <laughs> If not, maybe we could get him on our podcast. Yeah, he's been a consistent working act, though. He actually has something coming out. It's in pre-production. Yeah. I don't think he has a podcast of his own. I I can't imagine him being, like, on the radio, sure, but on a podcast? I don't know. He has been interviewed by podcasts. He's he's guested on podcasts. Okay. so that's thank you for joining us for DB Sweeney Corner. Let's get back <laughs> to the pest, I suppose. Yeah, unfortunately. So the pest taking a shit, and then they catch him while he's in the middle of dropping a deuce. So Gustav tells Himmel that he wants him to shoot him, and he says things in a vaguely phallic way that gets Himmel all hot and bothered. So he goes to grab one of his guns, but accidentally sets off an RPG that nearly kills Pest, which if you're trying to collect the head, probably not a good thing to have. Himmel then heads back to the house after this, thinking that Pest is dead, so he could go watch Hogan's Heroes, which got Mark all in stitches, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Slapping his knee. <laughs> they made that reference. <laughs> I get that. That's the song. <laughs> I think I think once you reach a certain age, that's all that matters, right? Like you, If you get a reference, that's like your little slice of heaven. <laughs> that dopamine drip. Yeah. Of getting that reference. Ooh. I, yeah, I enjoy that every now and then. <laughs> I'll tell you, there are Simpsons episodes. I remember when I was a kid, I I would just laugh because my dad laughed. I didn't get it. But now I see it. I go, oh, yeah, I get that now. That's actually very funny. I can, I'm, it, I'm an adult. I could laugh on my own. It's kind of like that thrill that old people get when they're in a theater and they realize where they recognize that actor from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I get that too. I do that all the time. <laughs> I just did that in this podcast. It's like, oh, oh, that's that Jennifer Anderson from Friends. From Friends. Oh, you mean in that way. Yeah. That show is so funny. Oh man. They I... were on a they were on a break. Remember that? <laughs> I do th- my my uh my whole thing is recognizing actors from the wire in other movies or shows. <laughs> gotcha. And then letting others know, hey, that person was in the wire. 
and everybody knows because everyone's seen the wire <laughs> yeah my toxic trait is pointing out uh, every time that uh ralphie from christmas story pops up in elf <laughs> yeah it's know? ralphie yeah Did you know it's ralphie yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, he's also like, produced this movie too it's it's <laughs> you know what this really is so none of us are fathers right none of us as far as we know uh none of us are fathers this is prime dad stuff by the way because yeah when you yeah. have a kid if you ever if you guys ever have kids that's what it's going to be like you'll you'll be sitting down with your kid and like oh did you know that uh ralphie's in this movie no way and then you'll feel like a golden god i know so <laughs> much let me pass my movie wisdom down to you. Yeah. So the pest goes to the house and sneaks up on Himmel and asks him to help him get out. And he also manages to swipe some sex pheromones in the process. They steal Gustav's speedboat, but they both get seasick and throw up off the side, which causes a whole bunch of seagulls to come by and poop in Himmel's eyes, allowing pest to jump off the side and swim to shore. Hours later, Chubby and Ninja are at a party arguing over who's more bangable, Marianne or Ginger. And the pest shows up to tell them that Ginger is. And he decides to hang out at the party, getting sympathy from some random girls at the party over the fact that he's being hunted. Ninja and Chubby don't believe him, but then Gustav shows up in a helicopter to prove him right. And the three of them escape in their Jeep. While trying to get away, Pest decides that this is the perfect time to make good on his promise to have dinner with Zanjo's parents. And he does so dressed in African garb like he's Nancy Pelosi. And he tries to pass himself off by be- as being black, which comes off as more offensive than you'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Gustav, Himmel, and Leo are in the car looking for him and tracking him with a tracking device that Leo planted in his underwear, which then starts to malfunction and overheat, causing Pest to freak out, trying to cool his balls by pouring water on them and then dragging his ass on the carpet like he's a dog with worms. Is that a sentence yeah. you ever thought you'd write? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, he even winds up stripping off all his clothes and eventually he extinguishes his balls in the toilet water. I thought about that for a moment. So in his balls must have been basically touching the floor, right? Right. Unless it, unless the wa- unless the toilet is clogged and people just keep <laughs> flushing it. <laughs> Didn't think of that. It's an infinity toilet. There you go. Yeah, one of those 1997 <laughs> Infinity Toilets. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I thought I, I don't know why I thought about John Leguizamo's balls at that moment. I was like, that's physically impossible. There's no way that could have been could have happened because his balls aren't dangling that low. But that's what that movie. That's what this movie drove me to thinking about. Yep. So the Germans track him to the house. And they try to sneak in. Chubby and Ninja see you stop trying to sneak in through an upstairs window. After he gets changed, Pest talks to the parents about his black heritage, but then Gustav systematically tranks everyone in the house. First Zandra, then her mom, then her dad, then Ninja who jumps out from the second floor, and then Himmel who walks through the front door. At this point, Gustav doesn't have any more darts, so Pest jumps through a window and then back to the Jeep, and he and Chubby run off. First, they wind up at a bar, a bar mitzvah dressed as rabbis for no reason other than to just make this uh, some random Jewish jokes. And then wind up at a club where they run into some chads who say some vaguely racist things about service entrances. And then they get into a sound system battle between the two vehicles. Pest and Chubby win because the white guys could only muster a really bad cover of I Love Rock and Roll, which is, <laughs> which is so white bread even when it's Joan Jett. The sheer volume of Pest's music knocks out the white guys and they steal their tickets and head inside. Meanwhile, Gustav calls the Scottish mob to tip them off about Pest to try and track him down. 
And at the club, they call Ninja to meet them there. And then they try to hide from the Scottish mob and Gustav. This all winds up with Pest assaulting a Japanese man in the bathroom and dressing up like another Asian stereotype so the Pest can sing the Bonanza theme at karaoke. And Gustav <laughs> recognizes him right away, even when Himmel doesn't. What a, so Gustav... I'm sorry. What a weird reference to put into this movie. Bonanza. Yeah. What? What's the point of that? It's another cheap TV show that they can get the rights to the theme song for. Yeah, or or was in public domain. You know what would have been funnier if they did like Cheers? Everybody yeah, knows they, your name. They'd have to pay for that. I guess, but it's it's <laughs> way better than fucking Bonanza. Yeah. You, you who who are you aiming at there? People in their sixties at that point. It's it is a weird it is a weird set of references for this movie because you're probably you are trying to hit that. 12 to 17 demographic of males but you're also dropping these 30 year old references yeah it, it doesn't hit it's it's yeah. too far apart yeah i don't know john like was almost got some explaining to do about who his demographic was <laughs> yeah i i would say so <laughs> so gustav threatens to shoot pest right there in front of everyone but pest throws the sex pheromone on gustav causing all the male patrons to sexually attack gustav pest and his friends run off they jump back in the jeep, but then are met by the Scottish mob, who takes them into their limos for the 50k. And after some very, very bad car, and then jump back into the jeep, and then winds up getting a call from Gustav saying that he is at a freighter at the pier with his family, his girlfriend, and her parents, and malaria for some reason. So Chubby and Pest show up. They find a cache of weapons that, for some reason, is just sitting there on the freighter. And then there's a really annoying sequence of Gustav chasing Pest around the freighter. They wind up back on the deck with the hostages and they do the old switcheroo with Chubby pretending to be Pest with his head covered and some sort of bomb suit. Why Gustav would fall for it, who knows? And they manage to get Zandra untied. Pest shows up with a machine gun and takes the Germans hostage and says they're going to wait out the next few hours for the 50k. Gustav tells Pest that he's poisoned the champagne toast that they had all the way at the beginning and that will kill him in exactly 18 hours. Pest says he feels fine and then dances to prove so, but then he immediately collapses. So Gustav, thinking that Pest is dead, they leave after shooting Himmel, who's wearing a bulletproof vest because he says he doesn't want to go. In the morning, Gustav goes to collect the money from the safe deposit box, and there's nothing in the safe deposit box save for a note that says, answer the phone. So the phone rings and it's Pest, who says he's still alive because he threw up the poison while he was on the boat. And he helped himself to the money, which was more than $50,000, with the help of the quote-unquote German ambassador. And the cops come and arrest Gustav. And outside, Pest is dressed as the German ambassador and makes a fool of Gustav as the cops are taking him away, slapping him in the face and licking his face and doing just hilarious stuff. And he hops in the Jeep with his friends and they toss money out of the car and they drive off. And that's the end of the Pest. Thank God. Yep. Yep. I mm, yeah. don't know what to say. I think that's the perfect way to sum it up. Just, uh, um, <laughs> just end <laughs> silence. Not a good movie. No matter what my 12 year old version of myself thinks. That's, that's your answer. Now, if you had a time machine, what would you do? Stop yourself from watching <laughs> the past. <laughs> just slap the VHS out of my hand in the, in the movie, in the uh, video store. It's like, no, <laughs> do not. Well, what was coming out in 90s? There's probably like a good Tom Hanks be coming out in 1997, let's right? Let's see. Top video rentals of 1997. Oh, The Pest, number one. No. No. <laughs> Don't do that to me. I would lose all faith in mankind. Uh, let's see. 1997. Top video rentals of 1997. Jerry Maguire, Liar Liar, A Time to Kill, First Wives Club, Ransom, Phenomenon, Scream, Michael, Long Kiss hey. Goodnight, Sleepers. Full circle. 
Michael, that's the John Travolta movie, right? Yep. That's a bad movie. And Phenomenon. And Phenomenon. Got two two John Travolta movies in there. Both very bad, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, you should have... Give give 12-year-old Ant... uh, I'd say... I I like Liar. First Wives Club. First Wives Club, yeah. (laughs) I really appreciate this young Ant. It'll change your fucking life. (laughs) Who's in Young Wives Club? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bet Midler, Goldie Hawn, and Diane Keaton. Okay, that's a good lineup, I guess. Yeah, I, for I that kind of movie. I would go Liar Liar. As twelve year old yeah. me, I'm seeing Liar Liar. Yeah, because I'm too young for Jerry Maguire. I don't understand that whole thing yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that should have been your first choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about this movie. This is uh, yeah, this movie awful. I yeah, I, Kelly. So Ju- Kelly Preston shows side boob and Jerry Maguire. Maybe I'd tell twelve year olds, twelve <laughs> year old me, Jerry Maguire. That's the ticket. Those are your formative years too. So that could have left a big impact on you. Yeah, you might not be the same Anthony Del Vecchio we know today. <laughs> this podcast might not exist if you didn't watch. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, although I totally did watch Jerry Maguire on VHS in a, in a rental, and I remember specifically my parents fast forwarding through that part. <laughs> So actually, it'd probably be exactly the same. Yeah, I was going. For, I was hoping there'd be a little butterfly butterfly effect thing. Yeah, I feel like I rented. I've seen a lot of these on VHS. Jerry Maguire, Liar Liar, Ransom, Phenomenon, definitely. Do you think Michael? So real quick, do you think maybe there could be a silver lining to seeing the pest so many times? Like if and if you hadn't seen it that fifth time, we would have already experienced World War Three. It's entirely possible. Right? You can't prove it wrong. You haven't yeah. been in World War Three yet. It's true. So we can we can put a little bow on it. Like, yeah, Anthony yeah. saved <laughs> the world by watching the pest so many times. You're welcome, world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, give it a week. We'll see about that World War III stuff. <laughs> sure. By the time you listen to this podcast, <laughs> Dan might be eating his words. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be the worst thing for me to be wrong about. <laughs> I've been wrong many, uh, many times. Yeah. So by the time this podcast comes uh, comes out, uh, we will already know what movie you're going to be watching for next week because I didn't set the poll to be longer than a day. <laughs> but, you did it again. I <laughs> sec- multiple times I've done this. But uh, based on the current um, poll, uh, it doesn't seem like anything is going to touch Air Force One. Obviously going so, in. yeah, it's like 60%. So, okay. So... I don't think that we're going to be missing any of that. I think that's just going to be a foregone conclusion as we met last week. Uh, so check back in next Thursday. We'll, we'll probably be watching Air Force One unless something crazy happens in the next 12 hours. And yeah, that's that's our episode. Uh, thank you to <laughs> thank you. Leroy Smith. Um, I, thank you for the, the request uh you know we bad mouth we shit on this movie but we definitely appreciate the requests so if you're if anybody's listening to this you got a movie that you think is terrible and you need to commiserate with three assholes of the podcast let us know and we'll probably watch it (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that's gonna be that's gonna wrap it up this week the director of the pest is Paul Miller. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Delvecchio telling Paul Miller, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you? Thanks for listening to They Called Us a Movie. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at TicTampod. That's T-C-T-A-M-Pod. You can also check us out on TikTok at They Called Us a Movie.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.